Hello and welcome, it's me, Rodney Cyrus, back with you one more time. We're talking MU women, not the MU women, but Manchester United women and the WSL review. I'm joined by Matt from the Barmy Army. How are you, Matt? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. It's, it's been interesting. Social media, lots happening this week, you know, in terms of the first team and Ole and certain strikers not being around. And obviously the game, the big game, not this week, but in the previous weekend, Manchester United women faced West Ham United. Mm. And we're going to talk a bit about that, but also going to talk a little bit about the WSL news this week about Champions League. You mentioned something which I'm going to ask you about in a little while in terms of a, a, a lower level competition, which kind of makes sense, but you know we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Manchester United women versus West Ham, obviously a very cold day, a very, very cold day. And uh, Manchester United women were obviously thinking and believing that they would go uh, away from home and, and grab all three points. Uh, I couldn't make the game, but I did watch it on the player. Not necessarily the result that they were looking for. Uh, did you, you didn't get to the game, but you watched it yourself? Yeah, so I managed to watch it on the player as well. And then obviously I, I re-watched it on the um, WSL show and... I don't know, it was one of them for me where we didn't seem to kind of get going. I mean, we scored very early on and then conceded literally a minute after. And I think from there, there was just kind of, I don't know, things just seemed a bit up and down. One minute, there was like, you know, a mistake and we were punished for it. I think the next, it was like, you know, in patches, there was some good stuff. But I think bringing it all together, it kind of, it was very, uh, very up and down. Yeah, it's... It's really strange when I look at it because obviously you know following everyone on on, on Twitter and 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 as as you do and and the hype around uh, what Casey has kind of put together this season. West Ham, in any shape or form, they're a bit of a bogey team for Manchester United. They are, you know, the men find it difficult and go into the game. I would have thought this is a game one you cannot afford to lose. Yeah. At the very least, you want a draw. At the very least, um, the statistics show that uh, the girls, Manchester United women, had the the bulk of the play in terms of passes. They created more passes. I think they, you know, their pass numbers were in the three hundreds in comparison to to West Ham, who ran about two fifty, two sixty mark. What was interesting from the statistics when you look at it and you just think, really? Shots on target, not shots taken, shots on target. Manchester United, five. Mm. West Ham, three. And the scoreline is 3-2. Yeah. So for every, so in terms of their conversion rate, in terms of on target, that's 100%. You, you, you have to give, you mean, I mean, we can talk about the, the performance of, of the individual players and the team as a collective, but you have to give it, you have to do a little round of applause for West Ham. You have to, because if you're only getting three shots on target and you score all three goals, that yeah. says something. It does, but then I think I look, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at it the other way. I think we gifted them goals, really. I think just in the individual errors and collective errors as like a, a unit, I just don't, uh, I can't get my head around it. Some of them, I mean, you know, second and third goal, we could have done a lot better with in terms of like defensively. But I think for me, you know, if we hadn't made their mistakes, for me, they don't get three shots, three goals. You know, they might get the three shots, but it's not necessarily going to lead to anything. But I think just the manner in which they were conceded, I don't think we did ourselves too much favour. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I, think, I mean, we weren't massively... 
I mean, in my opinion, no, we, we couldn't, you know, we, we should have done better, obviously. I mean, last year, we were a little bit troubled at LSV. I wouldn't say massively, but I think looking at that, and they're, they're kind of similar to Reading last year. You know, yeah. last year, Reading were kind of the side that we struggled against and we were lucky against, but obviously that was a different type of performance. I think this year, kind of West Ham has kind of gone that way, really. But it's one of them where, I mean, I've spoken to a few people who said, oh, you know, they, they came back from that very deflated kind of bit similar to Durham last year, away, yeah. where kind of, you know, the performance wasn't quite as expected. We'd had an off day. And it kind of it just led to, you know, a defeat. And that, that was that, really. If that, if that, and you have to say, if that last-minute goal doesn't go in, yeah, it's a draw. Different, yeah. different kind of feeling, different. They would walk away from that feeling, you know, you know, hard-fought game um, yeah. against the team that had just gone down to ten men. You know, West Ham had a player sent off, mm. and they score in the dying moments. That that it's not necessarily about the performance; it's about being able to take your chance when your chance arrives. And West Ham did that. West Ham did that. You know, I've looked at it in, in, in tried to be neutral. I looked at it and I thought. You only have three chances on goal, and you take all three. Yeah. And, and that's what and that's what's clinical about the game of football, but also about when you talk about the levels that there are in the WSL. You know what we expected. You know, as fans of Manchester United women, in terms of you know, we were kind of uh, hesitant in terms of where we thought the team would finish. Some were saying fifth, some were saying sixth, some were saying seventh. Someone actually said fourth. You know, very bold, and they're probably sitting back in their chair, believing that they still can make it as fourth. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it comes down to goals. It comes down to goals scored. It comes down to the chances that you take and you create. And Manchester United created the chances they did. If they took all of the, the chances that they had, the five, then it would be a different scoreline. But West Ham, you know, for me, I look at the opposing team and I think you, you have limited chances on target and you take all three. That says something. It's about being clinical. Yeah, well, I think that's one clinical. thing we're not this year. You know, I think we struggle to be clinical. Um, I mean, the last sort of two or three games, I mean, I, I can't, what, we had Leicester in the cup. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't complain because, you know, we got 11, but the amount of chances we wasted, we could have had so many more chances. Yeah. Um, even Chelsea away, you know, Chelsea away, we had chances to get something out of that game. Well, I haven't seen you since Chelsea. No. <laughs> no, but I mean, just just even, I mean, you know, the ones, even prior to Chelsea, you know, we've had chances. I mean, you look at, you go back to the first game at the Etihad, um, you know, and the keeper pulls off a good save, fair enough, from Jane Ross. But I think, again, you know, there's been so many games I, where... I will, say, I will say to that, weak finish. Yeah, well, exactly. Not clinical. Not clinical. You know, there has been a lot of games this season where we haven't been clinical, and I think this is where we've kind of seen, you know, we might have seen a change in formation. You know, we've, we've seen Jess on the bench. I mean, you know, we've, we've seen LJ up top. We've seen people in behind. We've seen two up tops. So I think, for me, we're still trying to find that blend, but we need to start being clinical. I mean, Sunday's a perfect example. Yeah. It's not clinical. Um, then we've made mistakes and been punished for every single mistake we've made, and it's led to a defeat when, realistically, like you say, we hold on in that last minute, we get a draw out of it. Listen, a draw at West Ham, you know, it wouldn't have been a bad result. Gives it, a chance to close that gap on Everton um, fourth, so... It, it would have given a chance, considering um, Everton's game was called off yeah. as well. So they, they are, for the next game, going into it fresher, yeah. 
yep. keener. They would have probably sat back and watched the game and thought, right, let's see how these guys play. What what are their weaknesses? Where can we take advantage of certain um, points in, in the game? Uh, so the, this, the game of the weekend is going to be key. Obviously, Manchester United are fifth. Um, considering the goals that they scored last year, you know, it was just like runaway steam train. So far, 13 goals scored. And when, yeah. you, when you really think about the players that scored in double figures last year, Molly Green, Lauren, Jess, you know, um, who else have I missed? Um, Tune. Tune, Katie Zellum. I mean, it yeah. was, there was a, this was a, like a roll of honour of people that were in like double figures, yeah. you know. It, we can talk about performances of in, individuals and there'll be some great performances individually. I would say definitely Martha Harris for me has been fantastic when she's been called upon at left back. Um, Hayley Ladd has been brilliant. For me, she's like two players in one. She really does cover up ground and she's yeah. so she's such a vital vital player to, to, to the way the team ticks. You know, for you, you know, the players that you do, do, don't get the stardust from it, they don't get the, 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 the love and affection that some fans throw at other players. But they're players that really have, for me, been pivotal in, in the way that Manchester United have kind of cemented their position in the top half of the WSL. So it it, it those individuals will be key. But th there are others that are not actually adding to what we were used to last season in terms of the goals. And that's the level. So you, you, you have a better performance as an all-round team. But the individual performances where we were expecting to see some players shine in terms of goals scored, they haven't developed. The one person that, that hasn't scored for me, which I, you know, kind of thinking, oh gosh, what's happening, would be Jackie Grunen. You know, and, I, and, 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 you know, I'm not going to hammer her in terms of, oh, you know, why hasn't she scored? I would hazard a guess that any player that's coming come to, to fo play football following a World Cup is going to have a dip in performance. You know, it doesn't, and it, and, and, and it doesn't matter necessarily that she hasn't scored, but some may question it. I would say also that in terms of when we've looked at the league and, and you see Arsenal dispatching, Bristol 11-1 and um, you then have tweets from Lucy Bronze almost going ha 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 that's why I'm playing in Europe you know yeah. which upset people but fact is you know uh, it, it, watching the game it looked like a testimonial because Bristol didn't put any pressure on Arsenal's midfield they allowed them time on the ball you know so the performance of the WSL for me is almost not necessarily an accurate measure of the quality in the league because there yeah. are dips in I think there's so many teams that can play so much better, but they've they've got international players that are fatigued. They're fatigued. You know, and I, I wouldn't put it past Jackie Gronen being fatigued and all of the others, you know, whether they're in playing for Manchester City, Arsenal, Chelsea, etc. Doesn't matter. And I, I I would expect to see a totally different kind of league setup in terms of the, the way the teams stack up next season as opposed to this season with Manchester United doing very, very well post the World Cup. Yeah. yeah and and, and, and I, I think the second year will be the actual marker as to where Manchester United women actually sit within the league. Um, with the Arsenal game, I know we've talked about Manchester United, with the Arsenal game, and a certain player getting a hat full of goals, 
do you do you believe that that Casey needs to go and get another striker? Uh, do you know uh, what? I'm, uh, we've had this discussion between a few of us, and I think I think we all we all agree that there's definitely goals in the team. You know, I think some given the chance for a run of consistent games, or somebody say like Jess, you know, rather than on the right for me again, has to be central. Yeah. Um, I mean. Jane Ross, I mean, she scored a couple, but I think she's kind of struggled, whether that's been, you know, fitness, um, run a consistent game. So I think for me, we, we are going to have to at least look mm. for something because at the moment we're relying on, I think, LJ's top scorer in the league. Um, apart from that, there might be the odd one or two players on two or three goals, but there's not somebody like Arsenal, you know, they can just look at me tomorrow and somebody like that that's clinical, really. Yeah. And I posed the question, it literally just um, come to me now, and I'm thinking to myself, you have a striker that scores that many goals in one game. You, you, we revelled at the fact that Ella Toon scored five in a cup game. Great. Yeah. But when you do it in the league, when you do, when you actually look down and and you're as a striker, you're measured on what you do in the league. And I've said this about the Premier League football in terms of strikers. I don't care about cup goals. They don't mean they mean more to the player than they do to the club. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the the league goals that you score are the most important. When you look at a one player like that that's scoring, how many hat tricks did she get? Two. Two, Two? yeah. Six. Six. Yeah. So, you know, she she is by far, you know, the, the top person in the league in that position. And, oh, and no doubt, when, when, you, yeah. when you, as a striker, when you score goals like that, you believe you'll score against anyone. If Lauren yeah. doesn't come off the bench, or if Lauren doesn't start, then, then I'm not sure what the alternatives are for Manchester United women in terms of scoring goals, because the chances, limited as they are, they, you know, when you think of it, I said five shots on target, and then you look at Arsenal and they have a score eleven, so they're not even including the ones they missed. You really have to think about how are you going to get the best out of the team that you have, or do you need to change or bring someone else in that's going to get you the goals that are going to make sure that you stay close to the pack that are at the top in terms of winning a trophy or even being considered for that particular competition which we can talk about now the champions league <laughs> so <laughs> um i believe that all of the players will want to play in europe i don't there isn't i don't believe there's a player who doesn't in, in in any kind of football game they want to play in european football to do that you need to score goals and you need to score goals in the league cup games great personal for the player but in terms of where the team stands what that means for the team in the future in terms of reward and in terms of possible European adventures, mm. you're going to need a goal scorer. Definitely. I mean, you only have to look at Liverpool this year. And I mean, I think their top scorer last year got 10, 11 goals and this year she scored one. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're bottom of the table now. Yeah. Like you said, but I just think, uh, you know, we've got, I mean, last season we had a couple of different options and obviously it was a, it was a poor league Um but again, you know, like you said, if if we're not playing Lauren, um, Plan B, I mean, Plan B for me is Jess and get people in and around her. Um, mm. If Jess isn't scoring, you know, she's bringing in other players, which is fantastic and she's very good at what she does. But, 
she's just not had a run of games. I mean, you look again, like you said, you know, Molly Green, what she got 17, 18 last year, not had a look in. Um, there are goals. It's just, I think, sometimes if we adapted the way we played, again, one based on LJ and two based on the opposition, we seem to kind of have her centrally and people playing off her. Um, but need to, for me, need to just finish chances better. Really. I think that's what it's coming down to. It's like you say, it's fine margins between getting top three, top four into Europe and potentially being stuck mid-table, having yeah. you know, a defensive record, but not very clinical. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I've banged on enough about Jess being central and, and you yeah. know, I just, you know, I can say it again, you know, for all of the energy and the endeavour that she puts in during games, you, you want to see that kind of that drive and passion, you know, clo closer closer to the penalty box where the two centre backs are going to feel slightly uneasy because yeah. she's just not going to let them rest when she's out on the wing. You know, the, the, they're looking at her thinking, "Do all your worst work over there, and uh, we'll take any any mistakes. We'll kind of deal with." Um, so, you know, it, it for me it kind of poses a question. We, you mentioned, and obviously you mentioned Molly Green not going to get a kick. It seems. Um, probably or, or enough in terms of what we've seen in terms of goals. There are other players like Lizzie Arnott not getting game time in terms of the league because there's, yeah. a, there's a fixed and settled first 11 stroke, you know, game match day squad. Um, will they be happy uh, to kick their heels coming off the bench, the odd cup competition, or do you see? kind of, you know, laces being tightened and making haste to another team. Yeah, no, I think it's going to, it's, listen, it's going to be difficult. I think those two you mentioned, you know, you're looking, last year, you know, they did a lot for us. They were, mm. you know, like you say, playing quite a lot, I think, but the, the lack of games for them has got to be concerning. I know, um, obviously, I'd seen Molly at Everton and Liverpool, yeah. and that was, um, that was another one where she didn't get the games and she left, and I just... Uh, I'd be very surprised if either of them kind of stay. I mean, listen, there's obviously the January transfer window coming up. Whether they want to stick that out till the end of the season, I don't know. But I, I'd be very surprised if, you know, um, at least one of them did not maybe look elsewhere, which obviously mm. it's a shame, but I suppose that's football, really. You know, people come in, take your place, you compete for your place. If you don't compete for your place, you find yourself out of the team. Um, I think now we've kind of got quality all over and a couple of plays for each position. Um, it does get difficult. So I think for me, you know, wouldn't surprise me to see one, possibly two, um, look for regular football, really. I'm going to press you on who those two might be or one. Give the name. Go on. I'm giving a name. I probably, I, I think similar to what you said, you know, I think it'd be Lizzie and Molly that would probably be the two most likely. Um, possibly a goalkeeper as well. I mean, now we've, we seem to have everybody back fit. I mean, I think a goalkeeper for me, it'd be a loan. It wouldn't be something permanent. Yeah. Probably look to loan one of the or even both the youngsters out, you know, yeah. um, and get them some football. But in terms of like, you know, Molly and Lizzie, it's it's looking difficult for them at the moment. Yeah. But again, Lizzie was superb against Leicester, you know, she had a very, very good game. Molly played, I think, 65 minutes, yeah. um, you know, again, a good game. But um, it seems, you know, Casey's got other ideas and seen different things, obviously, for match day. And obviously, training will come into it as well, you know, attitude application, things like that. So, obviously, we don't know what's going on kind of behind the scenes, but at the moment, midfield is very well stopped, So especially in the middle. So, it does see, you know, bearing in mind, we've got Amy Palmer to come back as well in summer. 
Yeah. Um, that's another central player. Make life difficult for Molly, unfortunately. And, and uh, I mean, with Amy coming back, do you see her coming back into a central role? Do you know what? I'd like to think so. I think she just offers something different. I mean, last season she was she was sometimes played at the back in a yeah. back three, which yeah. to me was kind of interesting because I wouldn't have thought that would be her kind of position. Um, but, you know, you know, at the minute at Sheffield, I mean, I've seen games, she's been absolutely superb at Sheffield in that kind of defensive central midfield role. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's up there. I think she's on some like six, seven assists. She's managed to get five or six goals as well. So she's certainly... I think for me, she offers something different, I think, to the other options. I mean, Jackie at the moment is kind of... I don't think we've seen the best of Jackie yet. Um, Amy's a completely different player to Katie. Um, probably a little bit similar to Hayley. Um, yeah. I think Amy's maybe less less physical, um, so to say, but she does, you know, she pings passes for fun. Oh. So I think for me, I definitely, definitely keep Amy on 100% because I just think her, her age and what she offers... You know, we can't afford to let somebody of that potential go. go. So, definitely, yeah, I think uh, it does make life difficult, or like I say, for other players. I mean, you've seen the last, what, two, three games, Zelman's been subbed off. Yeah. So, you know, even yeah. as captain, it just it says, you know, you're not guaranteed your place if you're not, you know, putting in a shift and kind of working for it on that day. You know, the, the manager's not afraid to change it, which for me is not necessarily a bad thing. I think that's quite good. Yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree. I think it is a good thing because if you need to make changes, you make changes. Definitely, yeah. And I think that, that that's one of the things we're kind of maybe getting used to this year is kind of adapting on a game-by-game -game basis, thinking or being brave enough that if it doesn't work, we're going to change it and we're going to make subs, which, you know, it's that's great for the benefit of the team. I think if we can work out, you know, which games and how the opposition play and when we do all this kind of... I mean, we've got like a, an analysis person now and a scouting guy that does yeah. kind of all that work, you know, working out and kind of planning from that way. And obviously, we'll have learned a lot from Sunday. Uh, definitely expect us to bounce back against Everton um, this Sunday. So, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. should be interesting. Before we go on to talk about the um, Champions League, I, yeah. I, I, I had to go back and think about the goal, that the third goal for, for West Ham. That was a really, that was a really smart free kick. Yeah, but then I look at it. I mean, for me, it just it, it was clever, but it, it was very it, clever. It didn't look to be travelling though. I thought, you know, I mean, it was daft enough to give it away in the first place. I think there was a mix up between the two of them there. Um, but we just, I don't know. We didn't look organised within the wall, or maybe the wall was in the way. And then for me, I don't know. It just seems kind of going slow motion. It looked savable, <laughs> but I'm not a goalkeeper. So. No, I just thought to myself that the. The flight of the ball was very deceiving. It was just kind of scooped, though, yeah. wasn't it? it wasn't yeah. I, I, I'd say clever, but not quality. And I don't mean that in a like a harsh way. Enough against West Ham. I mean, listen, you've got your goal, you've got your win, fair play. But yeah. I just don't know. I mean, listen, the ball shouldn't have been rolled out in the first place. You're in the last minute, and then you know, lose the ball, you give away a free kick from diving in, and then after that, we we just didn't defend it, didn't set up correctly, or we didn't react to it. And I think. It was just one of them days, you know, there was not just those two players. I think there was a few, pretty much the whole team had kind of an off day. And, you know, you will get that. But, yeah, yeah it was one of them really strange, well, strange ones. I'll say again, it was very cold that day. Well, <laughs> yeah. listen, they're running around for 90 minutes. So, when was the cold gone? <laughs> 
<laughs> folks that travelled down there, like some of our lot, and stood there in the freezing cold. For, I mean, Nat jumps up and down, so she was probably warm, but everyone else that's kind of stood there frozen. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, yeah, it's, it's one of them, you know, it just, I don't know, it's happened now. And similar to games last year that we lost, you know, the Reading Cup game, um, yeah. the Durham game, I think we've, we've bounced back and we've learnt from them. So as long as, you know, we're not completely falling apart week by week and we are actually learning and gaining something from the game, it's. It's beneficial in that kind of sense, you know. I mean, you look at after Durham last year, we went and beat Everton at their place 3-0. Mm. We went on a very good cup run. Beat West Ham last year. Went on a good league run. It kind of it, it turned the season around in a way, that defeat. So, you know, if we can have similar impact this time, I'm sure uh, Casey won't let the standard slip anyway. One can hope. Um, thoughts on the Champions League and the possibility of, uh, well... The news that there will be three spaces opened up for next season, but it's still two spaces for this current season. I put my, my two feet in with studs and all and, and, and basically tweeted that it should only be the champions that go into the Champions League because I'm a, a curmudgeon. I'm the Grinch. I'm the Grinch of football. There should be no no glory for those that don't achieve glory. There's no, yeah. there's no um, invite plus one. It's either you're a winner or you're not a winner. Yeah, no, I can, I can, I can understand that, and I, I don't like comparing the women's to the men's. But if you look at the men as top four, I mean, you, you could argue the same there. But I think for me, if you were to do that, you have, you're gonna have to open up or make like some sort of Europa League. I think there's that many kind of leagues now putting money. I mean, Spain, for example, you know, some of their clubs throwing money at it. Um, Italy, France, Germany. So I think. The Champions League is short enough as it is because there's no group stage, so they just kind of throw the teams into like last 32 unless they need to qualify, and it goes from there. So obviously, if you're somebody like a Man City and you lose your first knockout game and you're out, it's kind of it's I don't know it detracts from the competition for me because it's just you've kind of you've spent all season trying your best to get there and then you're out after two games. I think it does need a shake-up. So I think for me, a third space and more teams entering it. And I know they talked about a possible group stage for me. It'd be well without some sort of like Europa League type system. If you were to do the Champions, I think for me, you'd have to have another European competition there alongside that. Um, you know, I, I get what you mean in terms of the, the teams have worked really hard to get there. And, yeah. and, you know, if they don't win their game, it's really upsetting. That's competitive. That's football. That's football, you know. If they don't win the game, yeah. it's like not winning three points. Yeah, no, I get that. But in terms of like, I know it's it's probably similar to a cup and it's knockout. But you think something as big as the Champions League? I mean, let let's say for instance, if Man United got there this year, and we let's say we make we make top two and we qualify, and then we have I don't know we have a, an odd an off game next year and you're out, you kind of your journey's over. I mean, maybe I'm looking at it from a different point of view. You know, having obviously those never been in there, but. For me, it'd just be a bit like, well, you know, we spent all last season working our backsides off. We came top two, and then we've had one bad game and we're out. It's like, at least have a group stage, you know, first to give you a few few games and that experience, really, as well. You're not, not just only for players that may have not played, but for fans, you know. I know everyone in our group's kind of been going on about, oh, yeah, we're going to go abroad and this and that, which is great. But I think it, it definitely needs a shake-up because since it started, they've not really done anything or changed it as such. 
Mm. You guys just want to go up on a, a busman's holiday. That's what we want. <laughs> 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 just want a cheap, a cheap holiday somewhere. Cheap. Yeah. I to can... be fair, though, I, I, I struggle with that. We're obviously, we're working at school and that for maybe half terms. But I know that the rest of them would definitely be like, oh, yeah, cheap right. flight, off we go, cheap hotel. You, you, make a few days of it and come back. So uh, yeah, you and me both in terms of the uh, restrictions regarding work, you know. Yeah, well, Deborah, Deborah's the same, and so yeah. is Gareth because we're yeah. all all in this teaching uh, yeah. environment. So that that. But listen, we we'll see when we get there. But I think for me, a definitely welcome change. You know, next season makes sense because it gives time to implement it. But I, I just think. You know, definitely, I, w- I wouldn't want it to be just the champions because you kind of take it. I know what you're saying, but you, you're taking away from that competition. You're scaling it down even smaller. I, I say it simply from the from the point of view that the, and I'm not saying that the women's game has just begun. I believe it's at that at yeah. that, that critical point where it needs to grow, in in the sense yeah. where 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 there is a strong base in the WSL. And, and if you're going by the score lines that you witnessed with Arsenal v Brit, and a, a team like Arsenal should not be dispatching another team 11 nil or no. 11 or They shouldn't. I don't care who. That is pub football. That is pub. And you're not expecting. I know someone will turn around and say, oh, but what about Manchester City men? Totally different argument. In this competition, yeah. in this league, the, the score lines, when you look at some of the score lines that have, that have been dotted around uh, across the league since this, the the league began. Very eleven one. Come on, that's not sending that's not sending tremors across Europe. And the European players and Lucy Bronze was the one that tweeted it with a ha ha ha. This is why I'm playing in Europe. You know, <laughs> you understand what I mean. Get the house in order first before you start going on the busman's holiday with. Everyone, no, yeah. you know. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm I'm pretty convinced that that 11 one was just a one-off. I mean, you know, fair play for Arsenal, but Bristol were a very good side last year. This year, they've struggled a little bit. Whether they've, I mean, they have made quite a few signings, so whether they've struggled to gel. Um, but for me, it's getting competitive all the time. You know, you, you look at a few years ago and players that have left and then come back and said, oh yeah, it's much. I mean, take Jackie for example. She's at Chelsea, 14-15. And she left and she went to, you know, um, probably a better, more competitive league, played Champions League, come back and said, oh, it's a lot better and a lot tougher. I think it's just one of them where you do get kind of the odd freak result like that. Mm. But I'd like to think it's fairly competitive. You know, the majority, most could probably beat any other team on the day. You know, I mean, you look how close we ran Man City and Arsenal, for example, as a newly promoted team. Um, I mean Everton this year again. Who'd expect them top three, top four at the exactly. moment? You know, it's just it's one. I see, like I say, I see what you're saying with the eleven-one thing, and people looking from the outside or even you know professionals like Lucy and oh, it's not competitive. But I mean, this is a Leon team. She's saying that from a Leon team that's won every single honor every single year, and they're they're putting eight and nine past teams. It's not to me. It's not too dissimilar, except they win everything year in year out. And I think the WSL. This year, especially between sort of Chelsea, Arsenal, is going to be a good little battle. Man City probably outsiders for me, but you know, obviously last year Arsenal won it for the first time in a while. Mm-hmm. Chelsea this year looking pretty strong. Plus, obviously they've got no Champions League. You know, yeah. I think it's getting there. It's getting better, but I think in order to keep pushing and improving now, things like the Champions League need improving. Um, I know they've been working on Conti Cup scheduling, things like that. So yeah. We're getting there slowly anyway, which is a bonus.
Well, you know, in terms of the, getting there slowly and, and getting into Europe, uh, yeah. um, Natalie has already tweeted me and saying, will I make any of the games away? I, I, I'm not even able to make it to the LSV. So you can keep that zipped, Natalie. Yeah, keep it yeah. zipped. Um, before we uh, wrap up, yeah. the next game for Manchester United, Chelsea. No, Everton, Chelsea, Everton. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say it's a big game because it's fourth versus fifth. Again, yeah. Everton rested. I've just looked now to see who the top scorers are. Obviously, Miedemeyer is up the top. Yeah, uh, she's gone about 22 in something like 30. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, 10 goals so far this season. Uh, Beth, England, four. Yeah. Pauline yeah. Bremer, four. Yeah. Chloe Kelly, four. You know, she's not a bad player. She's actually, you know, pretty, uh, pretty handy player. I mean, she used to be in the Arsenal academy, and she, you know, she's kind of probably learnt their way, if you like, you know, of training. Um, but she's one we'll have to watch out for certainly on Saturday. Yeah. So I mean, um, obviously Lauren's up there with three, uh, uh, along with um, Kirsty Hansen. Um, so it's it, you, you know, you've got players that have found the back of the net in in the league so far. Um, score prediction from you, sir. Mm. I'm going to go 3 0 win. Ooh. I know it might sound a bit high, but I just think the, the game away in the Conti Cup, um, we weren't at our best. I think, you know, even the managers come out and said, but yeah, we still get three there or four um, at their place. It's, it's one of them, Everton. They kind of they blow hot and cold. Some weeks you think, wow. Um, and I think others, they kind of they struggle. But I'd like to think, especially at home as well, I'd be confident of at, at least three. Um, we always seem to react pretty well after a defeat as well, so I think we've got to got to take it out on somebody. <laughs> Fortunately, means Everton again, which because uh, I think it was them actually last year after Durham. It was three 0 and it could have been about five or six. So it, it just seems to be like the little uh, I don't know whipping team at the moment, shall we say? Oh God, I'm sure they'll love hearing that from you. Uh, oh, they'll listen. You know, fair play if that's. Uh, I'm sure they'll hear it and I'll get a few tweets later on or something. Oh, well, this and that. But listen, we'll, we'll see come Saturday. But we definitely, it's a, for me, it's must win. I mean, they've got a game in hand. Yes, it's Chelsea. And I, I fully expect Chelsea to kind of, you know, go there and likely win and give them a game. Um, but for me, closing that gap on them needs to start with Saturday. Yeah. And yeah. we need to start picking up points now against these teams in and around us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I... Takes us to Birmingham after uh, Everton in the league and the cup. Yeah, I, I would. I will predict a two-nil win. Mm. I'm not as bold as you. I'm going two-nil. <laughs> uh, I just think if we get people firing, you know, Jess, Leah, they, they can't. They're frightened to death of Leah. Um, you know, Lauren as well. Um, she created something out of nothing last time. I think she just, as she does, yeah. run a few players, hits on top corner and you think, pass it, and then she just hits it and it goes in, you're like, oh, fair play. Even right. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Turner, Amy Turner got in on the fun last time, that was a brilliant goal, she yeah. took it from inside her own half, so I think, no, there's, there's, we've got plenty of players that can cause issues, definitely, I think, again, it leads back to what we said at the start about, you know, clinical, but definitely confident at home always of uh, upsetting teams, so. Well, but let, let, let's see Let's see what happens at the weekend. I'm gonna uh, say it's a wrap. We've we've 
used all of the words that we can possibly use to talk about Manchester United women and elements of the WSL and obviously the Champions League. Uh, you and the rest of the Manchester United uh, fan base will be busy collecting your nectar points or your virgin flight air miles. <laughs> we got a virgin air miles uh, for that for that European uh, 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 adventure uh, that will take place in the 2021 season. Well, we might have to pester Ian as well because he works at an, uh, an airport. So we might have to ask for a group discount there if we can swing that one as well. A couple of favors. Uh, your own personal flight plan. That's it. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Uncharted Barmy Army plane as well as the discount. That'd be oh, great. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> don't start. Don't get them started. Like inside. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just. Front on the microphone with the scarf. I can just picture it now. Well, with what? Tina Turner. Song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she loves um, Whitney Houston as well. She loves chucking out a couple. You want to watch Instagram on a match day? It's brilliant. Oh god! Yeah. Out these songs, everyone's like absolutely knackered, and she's just there, like life and soul of the party. It's brilliant. I can see, I can see the minibus with wings making its way across <laughs> the English Channel. Either that, or it's a boat job. <laughs> oh no. I don't do water. Uh, god All right, Matt. Thanks for joining today. I've really appreciated it. It's been good. All right, it's a pleasure. Oh, no worries. Uh, I'm going to say thanks to everyone who's watched. Please uh, like, share and subscribe and get your predictions in. Matt's saying 3-0, I'm saying 2-0. Um, someone's got to be right. It might be you. It might be you. See you later. Bye.